blow up an orangutan <laughs> with a rocket launcher, <laughs> you would do it. You would. If your job was to snipe a capuchin monkey from 100 yards, if you're paid a salary by the Cincinnati Zoo, you would do it. You would, if your job was to befriend a chimpanzee, sneak increasingly large amounts of gunpowder into his diet, <laughs> invite him over for a game of chess by firelight, and at the opportune moment, push him into the fire and let the flames envelop his body. If you were paid a salary by the Cincinnati Zoo, you would do it. If your job, if your job was to dress a gibbon in a suit, a tailored suit to account for the long gibbon arms that he has, you would have to get this, you have to pay for the tailoring of the suit yourself. The Cincinnati Zoo will not cover that. Your job is to dress a gibbon in a suit, fill the suit with rocks, and lead him out into the water and let the, let the waters carry, carry him away, Virginia Woolf style. You would do it. If your job, <laughs> if, your, if, your, if your job was to kidnap a lemur, <laughs> tie, him in, tie him up in your basement, peel his little lemur fingernails off one by one. The fingernails he needs to climb into the trees and get the mangoes and the cocoa beans he needs to live. If the Cincinnati Zoo paid you, you would do it. I'd like to think that everybody has a price. We all have a price. If your job was to drug three bonobos and stitch them bonobo mouth to bonobo anus, to bonobo mouth to bonobo anus in some kind of bonobo millipede hybrid sick fantasy. If it was your job, you would do it. I've not seen that film, so I'm only speculating on what happens in the movie. Um, you guys, you started out really strong, but you guys were pretty shit. I've been great. Uh, I've been Joel Spears. Thanks. Bye. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the House of Pride show. I'm Tweaker Turner. And I'm Pearl Tees. We got Ooh, a great voice is cracking, girl. <laughs> we got a great show for you. A lot of local luminaries coming on. But first up at bat, we have the legendary Sarah Dash from the group LaBelle. She's going to be talking with us live from the East Coast. Right now, let's listen to one of her solo hits, I'm Still Here. They told me I was
righty, all right. We're back. Uh, House of Pride Radio. I'm Tweeka Turner. And I'm Pearl Tease. Sitting in with us, Pearl, is the one and only our Grace local. Towers. What's going on, Grace? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, it's so good to be here. Thanks for the invite, you guys. Good to see you again. I know. Thank, it's been a minute. It's thank you for minute. joining us. And, and Pearl, on the line right now, um, we have, we were just playing her song, I'm Still Here, the legendary artist herself, Miss Sarah Dash. Hey, Sarah, girl. What's going on? Hi there, how are you? Everything is going on. <laughs> All right. Everything is going on and going down. Fabulous. She's <laughs> Pearl, she's Sarah Dash is already in her hotel room uh, because she has something coming up. She's gonna tell us all about it. Yes. I'm going to be appearing at the Bethesda Jazz Blues and Jazz Club in Bethesda, Maryland. And I'm here already because the demand of interviews for radio, TV has been so strong um, because I haven't been in this area alone in a while. I've been here with for BET, I've been here for special shows, came in with Keith, came in with some um, other artists doing special kind of fundraisers and what have you. But it's been a while since Sarah Dash has had a show of her own in this area. So we're here to make all of that work. Awesome. And what should folks expect from you tomorrow? Excuse me, I'm sorry. You're performing on the, on, oh, actually, on the 30th you're performing. Is that correct? Yes. Tomorrow I will be doing radio interviews such as, as I like the one I'm doing with you. Um, there are some radio stations, say, um, for instance, tomorrow morning in Baltimore at 8 o'clock, they have a women's special show for an hour. And the radio station requested that I come personally come into the station. So that means I have to leave my hotel at 6.30 to get there by, to be on air by 8. And it's the Women's Tribute Hour, and they'll be playing all of my music, uh, some of the music from Lavelle, some of the music I've done with Keith Richards and others. Um, then I'm also doing the other type of work that I do when I, I'm also in out of town is I, have visit, I will visit a homeless shelter. I go to uh, Homes for Children both uh, caring and juvenile and I uh, I always get an opportunity to do a bit of motivational speaking so I'll be in Baltimore in the morning Washington in the afternoon and back at Bethesda in Bethesda in the evening and then you know Friday morning mm-hmm. I'll be doing the Fox DC live for Washington DC um, and then sound checking the show. She has a f- oh. Pearl Sarah Dash has a full itinerary plan for the next forty-eight hours. All right. <laughs> um, Sarah, yes, it's been I'm a pretty good. minute since we've last spoken to you. It's been about a year. It's so nice to have you back. Oh, it's so much fun to be here to speak with you. You guys just let me let my hair down. <laughs> Relax <laughs> when you're with us. Please have enjoy yourself. And I take off. <laughs> 
Now, Sarah, we have a few folks here in the in our green room right now. Um, you know, they're quite young. I'm going to say early 20s. Uh, one of them is it's their her birthday tonight. She's a has a drag persona named Amora Tease. Um, Amora, say hi to Sarah Dash. She's not going to be able to hear hi. her from over there, girl. She's waving. Now, I, now I have a question for you guys in the green room. Do you know? Um, do you have you heard of the group LaBelle? Ah, uh, Sarah, see, they said they said without even a hesitation. Of course, they know the group. <laughs> now, um, if you don't mind, Sarah, I'd love to play just a um, just a minute of your solo hit. Now, Sarah Dash guys has had her, a solo career after uh, Labelle, and one of her biggest hits was a song called. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. And uh, Sarah, I'm just going to play a little bit so our listening audience can get a sense of what that was all about. That was a top 10 Billboard club dance hit back in the day, and this is what it sounded like. You can dance if you want to, folks. Right. If you want to hear the rest of that, go right onto iTunes like I did and purchase that song Cinnamon by Sarah Dash. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sarah, good memories from that time? I do, I do. Um, you know that voice, there's probably some research going on that needs to go on. Is that the male voice is the singer called Jerry Butler. He was known as the Iceman Cometh. And the... Um, remix of that song comes from Tom Moulton. He uh, sort of reprimanded me one day and probably didn't speak to me for about two years because I called him the producer. Well, to make that clear, Tom Moulton was one of the greatest, absolutely best song mixers, remixers back in that day. Mm -hmm. He's known for so many fabulous uh, songs. So, Tom, if you're listening, darling, I'm still apologizing. You remixed that song to the utmost. When did you know it was blowing up? I knew it was blowing up when I started getting calls from 
people I didn't know, and I didn't know how they got my number. <laughs> <laughs> Demanding uh, or requesting shows and the discos. And back in that time, you know, we didn't go to work when you worked in the club, at the disco clubs, until like one o'clock in the morning. That was, you know, the time that you walked in and probably performed around 2.30 in the morning. Um, there was no, when I first started getting calls and they said, oh, we want you to perform, but darling, you don't have to be here until about two. And I said, who's having two o'clock in the afternoon shows? No, 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 2 a.m. It was such a different time and a great time. But I knew it was coming along when I would go to, and I loved, always loved dancing, and I would go to a club and I'd hear my music. It would freak me out. It was wonderful. Yes, and <clears throat> how did it feel to actually have a hit, Cinnamon, that you could call your own, you know, it's, it was outside of the group LaBelle? Well, it was amazing, uh, an amazing feeling, because I was getting calls also from friends I gathered through the years, down through the years, friends from all over the world. And one of my friends was in Italy, and she said, they are piping Cinnamon through. She called me and said, they are piping it through. Um, then I knew that I was on the same level as the song that we had, the monster hit that LaBelle had with Baby Marmalade. I had the first, probably the only international hit in the group with Center Man. And to this day, it goes down as that part of history. So it also not only lessened my notoriety, but it also increased my ability to go and work anywhere in the world. All right, now. And that was <laughs> um, a privilege that I did not have with Lavelle, but did have on my own. Did the did the other ladies congratulate you? I'm sure, I'm sure they did. Really? Ooh, what ladies? Like who? Like oh, you mean Nona and Patty? Nona and Patty. I mean, there wasn't any you know rivalry stuff going on between the three of you. What were there? If you are in a room and there are women, um, and and you know sometimes the claws will come out. <laughs> um, it's just human nature uh, to physically experience that. You see, I'm a, I'm a much more mature person now, and I don't try to. I stop trying to hide the truth of of human nature. I'm not suggesting that we were angry, but we were like family. We we're always like sisters and brothers. Um, but. No, um, but I did get some congratulations from um, Patty. She was really, really excited for me, and Nona did during my solo recording of that of that CD. She came by the studio to check on me, and um, we, we had, we, you know, it's, it was just normal stuff. Um, they were happy for me. I did a lot of television, you know, um, mm -hmm. nothing. Not to say that they didn't, but it was it was a blow up time. It was a good time, and being on Kirshner Records, Don Kirshner being the record and uh, TV personal person he was, it was only the right thing to do for him to put me into the you know give me the contacts that were available to me, 
and even within that, you some people say, oh, you know, being women, you always have, well, you can't leave women in the room together. You know, um, you can't sometimes stay in the room with men either because I always say, I'm not suggesting that they are, but sometimes the most habitious times I've had have come from men and not women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, speaking of the group LaBelle, I mean, um, some people may not realize this, but you actually go back to the 60s when it was called Patty LaBelle and the Bluebirds. Is that correct? Blue Bells. Blue Bells. Patty LaBelle and the Blue Bells. Wow. <laughs> yes. And there were four of us at that time. Um, well, during, at one time, I should say, not that time, but during one time. We had the lovely Cindy Birdsong, who was a fourth member, who got an offer from Diana Ross and Mary Wilson to replace Florence um, Ballard. That's right. That- yes, and Cindy, um, she decided that um, it was an opportunity that she couldn't pass up, and she decided to leave and join the Supremes. Mm-hmm. Now, did the and, claws come out during that period? Well, the hurt and the pain and the claws, you know, they were very much alive. And, and the, uh, Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells, particularly, you know, Patty, she would tell you that, you know, she, there were times when she just couldn't handle the fact that, you know, and she wasn't the only one to see Cindy standing there and, you know, singing and doing all the Supreme stuff, and Patty LaBelle and the Blue Girls still at that time had not even gone near a hit. So it wasn't until we morphed into LaBelle that we began to receive um, a much greater, um, you know, uh, notoriety. That's right, that's right. left the group. Yeah, she, she left the group, and there were times when We'd be watching the Springs on the Tonight Show, and Johnny Carson go, "Well, girls, I heard you're breaking up." And they go, "Oh no, we're not breaking up." And in the meantime, we're we're in the club, or we're on our way to another engagement with just the three of us, and we're telling people Cindy left and went to the Springs, and they're looking at us like we were crazy. It was really funny. It's funny as you look back now. It sounds emotional though, in back in the day. Very emotional, you know. I mean. Here we were still, you know, playing clubs um, on a different level, but having fun because our fans were so supportive of us, and they, it, it, you know, made it feel made us feel good. And you're looking at your comrade who you've had struggles and, you know, uh, you know, a creative struggles with, and they stepped into a $20,000 gown and you're still wearing a $200 gown, you know. But if you want, we did um, make up and we love Cindy and we still love her and we're, I'm, you know, we're in touch with her and she's, um, she's having some issues now um, with health, but we're praying that she will have, you know, total recovery. If not, at least be comforted comfortable in the place that she's in you know? well my thoughts are with her too I, I i just adore all of you ladies and cindy bird's song was just amazing um 
artist as well. Uh, so yeah, um, our thoughts. Good. If you, if you talk to her, tell her that San Francisco loves her. Oh, I most certainly will. I most certainly will, and I'm sure she'd be so happy and pleased to know and, that she still mm-hmm. has a fan base out there, in spite of her decisions and choices. She still has people that love her. They loved her since Patty LaBelle and Lugo, Bell's the Supremes, and she too has gone on to do gospel. And I believe Cindy at one point was a minister for Christ. Uh, so she's had quite a flowerful, um, blooming, wonderful career uh, of her choices. And she always seems to be happy no matter what. Mm-hmm. Now, before we move on to the 70s, back in the day, you guys had a string of hits uh, as Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells, uh, particularly one entitled, I Sold My Heart to the Junk Man. Can you tell us what that song was about? Well, we didn't know when we heard it. We thought it was a great beat and a, and a great sound. But the song is actually a song that was written by Bill Holiday, a great blues and jazz artist back in the 40s. And she, uh, the junk man, is known as the person who sells drugs. Heroin was the drug, I think, that was written, she was on at the time. Um, and, and she sold her heart to the junk man and should never, ever fall in love again. Folks yeah. listening to us, that was a big smash hit back in the day. Um, yes, it was. Let's, let's have a, a short listen to I Sold My Heart to the Junk Man. Um, I see the junk man selling out people's heart every day in the Tenderloin where I live. Here we, here we go. I Sold My Heart to the Junk Man. Yes, indeed, and you can find that on iTunes as well. I sold my heart to the junk man, Patti LaBelle, and the Bluebell. Yes, <laughs> I gave my heart to you. I thought I could trust it. Sarah, it what a distinctive sound my, back in the day. Unbelievable. <laughs> that was uh, a um, Richard, what was it, Richard's, uh, Richard's uh, a producer by the name of Richard's, <laughs> and Bobby Martin arranged the music, and um, it was, uh, they were very innovative uh, producers during that time who were in demand, and uh, they created a wonderful sound for Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells, giving us classic music that we could sing that no other group was singing. And there was a DJ at the time uh, who just simply adored us. Uh, he had um, great, uh, great um, respect for the type of music that we were singing, and um, he had us always on his show. We did Brooklyn Fox. We did a lot of the um, 
what you consider crossover shows, where back then the diversity of shows were just enormous. You wind up on stage with at the Brooklyn Fox with Tom Jones, and then you'd have the Four Tops, uh, Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells, the Shangri-Las. It was always a great um, moment with Murray Bouquet, as he was known as the, the Fifth Beatle. So it uh, it was a sound that he really loved and promoted, and it really helped us tremendously in terms of making a living. You know, mm. it went from that to different shows on the West Coast, and um, it was just a wonderful time. Let me uh, ask our audience here and um, Pearl and Grace. Uh, now, you know, we're talking to Sarah Dash, a famous girl, part of a, a famous girl group. Now, are there any questions out there that you've always wanted to ask a famous girl group? Now is your chance. Anyone? I would love to know, Miss Sarah. I know you're performing on the 30th. Um, what do you enjoy the most about performance, coming back into it after having su such a successful career? What do you enjoy about performing? I enjoy performing um, music that I have encountered as uh, growing up as a child into mature, a mature woman. I love being able to do the different genres of music and to tell the stories as I experience them at the time of the, that I that um, you know when I heard it, and it's such a freedom for me. Um, to be able to get on stage, have a wonderful band, and um, just be able to tell the stories and to sing the songs, and have, um, it takes me back in memory, and some people actually say that I transform sometimes, as I'm telling the stories of music, one for instance, being the time that I, um, I met Sarah Vaughn and Carmen McRae when I was going through that time, and I actually met Dinah Washington one time. And there is a part of the show where, you know, I tell those stories and they're funny. So I get to, I get to relive my life on the stage and, and try to make people and take people with me. And, and I call my show a healing show because I never want you to just come to my show and just, oh, I want to hear this and I want to hear that. and. That's all. I want to make you feel good. If you feel like dancing, jump up and dance. I want you to also go back in memory with me and live the moment because there's a LaBelle medley that I do. And I do the songs that um, are, you know, that people don't expect to hear. Mm -hmm. um, I will take a Hollywood and become known as Pat, Sarah and Patty all within that medley. So that's the fun I have, and that's what I like most about doing it. Beautiful. I hope I answered your question. Beautiful. The journey of music, right? Yes, those are the shows. Those are the kind of shows I love too, Sarah Dash. Uh, you feel like you're included in your journey. Yes, and you know, people will invariably they will shout out a request, <laughs> not knowing that. Lady Mambala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lady Mambala. <laughs> oh, Lady Marmalade is so much fun on stage. Uh, we all um, love to do that song, including the band. I have a wonderful music director, Tracy Stark. She, uh, we love it because someone will always jump up on the stage 
and pretend that they're, you know, Joe, you know, because it's about Joe in that song. Hey there, Joe, you want to give it a go? And Joe wears a pinstripe suit, and he, you know, he's re- he's living his life in his gray flannel suit, but he can't stop thinking about Lady Marmalade, who gave him that sweet magnolia wine. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yes. So on her black satin sheets, they began to freeze. Yeah. <laughs> now it's um uh technically speaking how would how was your part in that song described um in terms of you know was it, were you a soprano or like how, how would you yes, describe I it a lot of i sing uh, a lot of the high notes um in that you that you heard back in the day i sang a lot of the top notes as you would say and so um, you would hear that, you know. Um, if you know me, you know you can determine or distinctly hear my voice. And sometimes you can't because we have uh, sometimes when Patty and I are rising. I mean, her voice is more distinct, and I dare not tread on that. Um, <laughs> but in Labelle, there would be similarities in terms of sounds and. You know, there was one song in particular called System that we did, and people were like, is that that or is that Sarah? You know, but uh, having um, the ability to sing on any level, I can also, I have an octave that I can sing down there or I can sing up there. So did, it's, mm-hmm. um, did you guys work out the parts amongst yourselves just through trial and error? Hmm? We would work out the parts, and sometimes I would double each note. Um, but it was it. Um, we would sometimes we would sing with Pat doing background. Um, sometimes it would be just me and Nona doubling what they would call double, and you would stack mm-hmm. the notes. Um, say, for instance, you would you know fatten it by singing it again. Um, and it had, um, we just, we didn't have any machines or, or auto tunes. <laughs> yeah, this like is that. way before all that technology. Um, yeah, I mean, the song is just, it's just, it was a monstrous hit. But more than that, the quality of how you all three came together. I mean, it's seamless. It's the smoothest, you know, harmonies. And, and we can, we're, we're to thank Bob Proof for right, Bob Proof and the Generation. But most foremost, uh, we are to be thankful for Alan Tucson, who heard us. We came to him with what we had, but he was able to embellish it through the recordings. And he actually, his production and his involvement actually changed our lives. He changed our lives. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And Lady Marmalade, Tweeka, it's still being used. Last year we had the Estee Lauder commercial. Um, you can listen to different movies like Jacob's, um, I think it's called Jacob's Ladder. And um, there are different uh, Sam, Samuel Jackson movies where Lady Marmalade is still being played. Um, it's used as uh, musical studies in, in music schools. Um, because also of the French Creole content and get you get you yeah, yeah, da, da, that's Creole it's 
and using the phrase we use both Creole and French in that song. It also is a study for languages and, and um, language dialects. So we, we've been very fortunate. Um, and I thank God. I don't say it's just us because I do believe in a higher power and I do believe in God. And, and I know that none of this happens without the prayers of the righteous because the prayers of a righteous man avail it much. And if you have a strong person praying for you, you can walk and be assured that you may have problems because he didn't say we wouldn't, but he promised us victory. So we found victory in Lady Marmalade. Yes, you did. And folks, let's have a, a listen to this gem of all songs uh, and just take us back for a moment. Here we go, Lady Marmalade. girls are working it here in the green room now who hasn't performed that song i've even performed that in drag <laughs> and I, I never knew what that part was in french i just like moved my lips real fast <laughs> wow, <what a> sweet. <laughs> wow <what a> <laughs> folks you can hear sarah dash perform that hit and uh, listen to her fabulous stories and other gems this uh coming on the 30th at, in maryland at what's the venue again sarah the, it's called the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club. It's in Bethesda, Maryland. And uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful venue. It's, it, it, uh, it's designed with tables on the floor, and you also have theatrical seats showing up behind them. Um, a wonderful, wonderful um, experience. Uh, it was my first time experience. And... Um, I, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm just looking for a great moment of uh, a musical experience, you know. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I, I feel like you're going to just, it's going to be a great experience for everyone. Um, is it, can people, can folks still get tickets or is it sold out? Do you know? Um, you, there are still tickets available. Um, there uh, not, not only are tickets available, but there um, is, uh, I think the seating, I think there is limited seating in one area. I can't really tell you because I'm not near any of the, uh, any of my staff right now, Team Dash. But uh, there are tickets available. You can go online and purchase them. Um, I'm also told that you might be able to get a ticket or two if you call the club. Not a ticket or two, but you may be able to get a ticket because there's no limitation on our or how many you buy or how many people come. But please come out and experience this first-time moment with me in uh, the city of Bethesda. With uh, I mean, I haven't been here for a while, and you know, leave your tomatoes and your raw eggs at home. <laughs> <laughs> bring bring lots of love and your soul folks uh september 30th at the bedeza blues and jazz club in bedeza maryland go to their website now it's a show you do not want to miss 
thank you, thank you. You are just so divine. You are divine. We're just sitting here in awe of this legendary uh, royalty of music, the one and only Sarah Dash, talking about Lady Mamala, a song that is dear to all of our performers' hearts here mm-hmm. in San Francisco. It's really quite an experience. Thank you, Sarah. Everyone, have let's have a nice warm applause for the legend herself, Miss Sarah Dash. <laughs> Sarah, will you check in with us uh, when you have some more free time in the future? Oh, I most certainly will. You know, I often think about you and how you are so supportive of me. I wait the day that I can actually sit in the studio with you and do this. We would love that. We have your own chair. It has your name on it. It's it's gold. Rhinestones and stuff and feathers and. Thank you so much for spending some time with us, Sarah. And we're going to talk to you. Break break a heel this weekend. Oh, good luck. Please, now I'm wearing five inches. (laughs) All right, take care now. We're going to go out with a little bit more of Lady Mambala. All right, everyone, say goodbye to Sarah. Bye, Sarah. All right, we're listening to House of Pride Radio. Tweaker Turner and my lovely co-host. Pearl T. We have two other co-hosts who just couldn't make it tonight, so we're going to oh. shout out to Salvador Tova. Hey, Sal. Hey, Salvador. And who's the other one? Hey, Salvador. And the other one is Amelia Monroe. Amelia, where are you, girl? <laughs> All right, but let's uh, let's get right into it because we have a, a room full of local luminaries, Pearl. All right. So sitting next to me, we have the fabulous Grace Towers in the house. What's going on, Grace? Hi, girl? everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Right, girl. I know welcome, you are welcome. always so busy. You know what we do. We do what we do. Right. I, uh, try to stay busy keeps me out of trouble. Not really. <laughs> well, you look good. Thank you. You Thank look you. Fier- looking fierce. Yeah, you got to find that balance. Looking fierce and do all the good things. Just a little bit. So your your busy night starts well from today tonight. Yeah, I'm here doing the interview before I go home and beat my face for my show tonight. Dick at Night at Moby Dick Bar. If you're around, come check it out. And right. that, folks, that's quite a show. It's every Wednesday, right? In the Castor, looking for something to do tonight. It starts at uh. It starts at 11 today. Oh, a little later. Yeah, come play. It's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Now, you yeah. have a bunch of other things going on, too. Yeah, we have a bunch of things happening. Uh, House of Towers and myself are developing quite the quite the schedule. Uh, we have a pretty ongoing uh, schedule. We have Wednesday nights. We have Dick at Night, which is happening at Moby Dick Bar every week, every Wednesday. Come check it out. Uh, stellar lineup of performers, performances that stem from vocal vocalist performance, uh, drag performance, dance performance, uh, theater, all the things. Uh, Thursday night, you can catch me at Bulge, which happens at Powerhouse. Uh, We just had a really amazing Bulge this past Thursday. It was Folsom Weekend here in San Francisco. If you are not from San Francisco, Folsom Weekend is a pretty stellar uh, holiday, I might say, for San Franciscans. Uh, Leather and kink. uh, 
all of the above. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Uh, so that happened this Thursday, and every Thursday you can come check me out there. Um, and and you then said that's at the Powerhouse? At Powerhouse, correct, in Soma. For those of you that don't know, that's 1347 Folsom. Perfect. All You're right. on top of it. Just a little bit. That's all. Right. <laughs> on top. On top. Um, yeah, and then I'm working, uh, I'm focusing a little bit on the nonprofit stuff that I've been working on. I'm still working with Queens of the Castro, which is the. Right. Um, Shout out to Van- Vanity and them. Yes. Vanity, Taika, Darla, Jenna, Kylie. I love all of them. Yeah, they're all amazing collaborators on that project. I'm really, really excited. We're um, actually, I will be at Castro Street Fair this Sunday uh, representing. Excuse me, Queens of the Castro talking about what we're doing. We have our really big annual uh, scholarship awards ceremony and fundraiser happening on October 22nd that at is Mission High School. So if you're around, come check it out. That's how we raise money for the scholarships. I love that. Yeah. Tell uh, us a little bit about the scholarship just because I wish I had that around. Yeah, the scholarship uh, program started about six years ago now we've given uh, over $25,000 in scholarships to LGBT youth in California I personally started a scholarship for queer people of color in the arts um, and that is funded through all of the events that I throw in San Francisco so everything that you come support me at you're supporting the LGBT community um, the youth program that we're that we have set with Queens of the Castro um, yeah if you want to know more want to um, volunteer for m- any of the many events that we throw to fund this program, you can check us out at queensofthecastro.com or talk to me on Facebook or Gmail or Instagram or call me if you have my number. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so that's Thursday. Yeah, so Thursdays, that's uh, Bulge. Um, Queens of the Castro is alive and well. Come check that out. We're also working with um, Bear Chess Calendar on the 23rd of October. So we transform some of the Bear Chess... Uh, competitors um, into Queens as well and then we do like a mentorship program and then we perform that's happening at Oasis and that's going to be really really fun Kalina's performing Shelix is performing I'm performing um, and six other bare chest calendar boys and they're just these big burly beautiful men (laughs) that we transform in one hour how do you guys pick the men Um, well they volunteer and then they kind of just partner us up we find out we just found out who our partners are and we just we there's a couple of different um, segments to the night. We there's a performance, there's a walk off, there's a transformation. It's really fun. I live. <laughs> Everybody loves a transformation. Um, and then I'm also working with Groundswell, which is a beautiful intentional community up in Mendocino. Um, and I'll be hosting uh, a retreat there on October seventh. If you guys are interested, check them out. Groundswellinstitute.org. Um, or ask me as well. Um, and what are the people that are going going to be like? What, what um, it's, scroll? um, it's a this this event is specifically, I think, a, a little more uh, casual. A lot of the a lot of the retreats that we do there are kind of curriculum focused. So, mm-hmm. for example, one of the retreats that I uh, curated there was a queer retreat, a retreat for queer people of color, um, and we were discussing a lot of the topics that are. Um, prevalent in our communities, access to resources, um, how to share our resources within our community, um, how to have dialogue with allies about um, race, about experience in um, racial situations, mm-hmm. um, and just being in nature. It's 
almost 300 acres. There's a creek. There's a pond. It's redwoods. It's oak. It's they have a farm of about that that homes maybe 200 animals. It's amazing. Oh no, ma'am. So it's it's definitely <laughs> that country moment, but it's so so amazing to All disconnect right. and nurture with nature. Get into it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, what else am I doing? Um, she brought I'm, a list. I'm working with Folsom. Yeah, Folsom. I managed and curated the Deviant stage this past weekend, and I'm really excited to be um, developing my role with them as well. How That's Deviant exciting. did you guys get? I mean, uh, there's cameras everywhere. You'll see it on the internet. Oh, <laughs> all right. And yeah. you guys can continue following her and check up on all her updates right on her Facebook which is at Grace Towers, and where else are you on social media? Yeah, Instagram, the Grace Towers, uh, Twitter, Grace Towers, Snapchat, um, Scruff, Grinder. Oh. Um, I stopped Craigslist because it's so over. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can catch me. You can catch me in all the social media outlets. Um, yeah, let's make some. All magic. right. Does anyone have a question for Grace Towers out there in the green room today? <laughs> Something you've always wanted to ask her. Now's your Go chance. For it, boom. Who, who's speaking out there, Pearl? I can't see. Who's your favorite daughter? You have a favorite daughter? Who's your favorite daughter is the question coming from Pearl. Who's that? I don't Bretton know. <laughs> <laughs> the question came from Bretton Towers, one of my daughter. And the oh, question was... Well, that's, that's like slanted. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite daughter? I love them all the same. Oh, I love that answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all such a safe How many daughters do you have? What? <laughs> oh, well. You do? Yeah, and it's so interesting. I was definitely the person that was like, oh, yeah, I don't need to have children. You know, I'll just right. help my friends out, whatever. I live. And now I have like a full house. Uh, Legit. Right. These and, birthing and hips. Now, are there qualifications for being your daughter? Like, you have to have a full beard? Oh. Absolutely not. You know, I pers <laughs> my journey is very gender bending because that's my journey. Um, as an artist, I like supporting people who have a journey of their own, you know? My journey is very my own. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Let's ask well. Gretchen what her journey is right now. Yeah, Gretchen, what's your journey? Yeah, girl, what is it? Um, come, journey, come on in. <laughs> come on in, Gretchen Towers. Tell us about your journey. My journey right now is just uh, I started uh, my first full punk rock band in the city called Bitch Please. Work. We I just like did, that. We just did Folsom Street Fair, which was amazing. We got it open for Book of Love and Jello Biafra. And those are some of my really big icons. And you're also doing Castro Street Fair. And this weekend we're doing Castro Street Fair. As and the band? Yeah. Oh, uh, awesome. What's your time band. slot or where, what stage we are you going to be on? We are 1.30 p.m. at Main Stage with Sheelix. So it will be a very fun family event. That's huge. Bitch, please, performing at the Castro Street Fair. Correct. 1.40. What instrument do you play? I play the cocksucker. Yes, I, I hear that. <laughs> also, the tambourine from time to time. <laughs> the kazoo. I don't know. Bretchen is an amazing vocalist. We actually have ah. done a couple of duets together, but that's part of the thing about, you know, really nurturing other artists is that I'm finding everybody has such an individual take on their artistry. And when you allow for a sharing of resources, a sharing of ideas, a sharing of a space, it's really, really beautiful. Like the artistry, the magic that can manifest from that. Mm -hmm. Fabulous, fabulous, Pearl. All right, so Grace has, you guys have to go catch her tonight over at Moby Dick for her show, Dick at Night. Yeah, and Now, are you still painting your face like at 
at the venue, like in front of the audience? Yeah, sometimes what I, I and that just shifts depending on the time that the time that I have. But something that I really like to do uh, at Dick and I, as Pearl just mentioned, is I get ready on stage, and that's just a little bit more of process versus product as an artist i really mm-hmm. like giving the audience and the patrons in a, a, a kind of a sneak preview of what it takes behind the scenes because i think a lot of a lot of times as drag performers um people think that it starts once you get to the space you know you're like no, no it really man, started right. a couple days before even when you're planning <laughs> right. the outfit you're trying to plan the right. look you're trying to figure out what song you're gonna do mm-hmm. rehearsals whatever the, there's so much that goes on to it on with it so it's really um kind of me also challenging myself to say oh let's share a little bit more of the process you know and some people really enjoy it yeah it's it's, it's absolutely fabulous i love it i've seen you paint yeah you know, not in front of a crowd but that's and also, a great painter. that's right. Well, yeah. you, you, you were the first person that I lived with when I moved to San Francisco. <laughs> right. I was getting ready in your living room, girl. Right I right now, girl. Yeah. <laughs> when I first moved to San Francisco from San Diego, I had one connection up here, and that was my friend Frank. And Frank used to live with Pearl out in the sunset. Right. So I, I called Frank. I was like, girl, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm moving up to San Francisco. Can I stay at your place for, you know, a week or two while I find an apartment? Three months later. I didn't mind at all, though. Three bro. months later, I'm still <laughs> in your fucking living room. <laughs> it was so fabulous to be able to see her paint, though. Thank you. So beautiful. Yeah, thank you. And she I did th- let me get on the train once when I was going to a show, though, without my eyebrows on. I totally remember that girl. Shady, oh, God. Shady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How did we, you recover from that? Did you have... Did you put I had a yourself? friend bring me, like... <laughs> the makeup to the gig it was a mess girl it was a look <laughs> that's what she told me that night choices too. right <laughs> it's like a pristine condition look I love it there you go well um, but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of so much going on it's been really beautiful to feel nurtured and supported by San Francisco um so many projects and so much artistry and so much talent um if you guys are interested come check us out and support us also right. yeah this is what I do so come help a bitch out all right. Come enjoy what you we can do. start by going tonight. You can start by com- coming tonight. Tonight's theme is called "Was That a Read?" And uh, oh, I, I love that theme. I started this with <laughs> um, my friend Willard, and also inspired by my girl Sheelix. But it's basically a deconstruction of the lip sync. So the drag queen reads the lyrics of the song, and it kind of highlights and brings them to to life in a different way. And I couple that with a dancer, so the dancer is interpreting the lyrics as they're being spoken. So it's it's this it's this movement inspired performance and then once the reading is finished i press play and it's just the song and the dancer so it's kind of seeing how the lyrics will affect movement versus the song and beat affecting the movement Mm -hmm. it's quite marvelous the magic that happens and i curate quite a diverse uh group of dancers and movers so everybody does really sometimes it's really really weird and kind of modern dance and sometimes it's really pop and sometimes it's really cheerleader and sometimes it's, it's just I the gamut it. it's I all of it, it. Oh. so yeah check us out tonight I'll be at Dick at Night I'm about to go beat this mug and get beautiful uh, show starts at 11 o'clock at Moby Dick Bar in the Castro 18th and Hartford every Wednesday I'm your hostess with the most ass <laughs> cute we love you Grace I you love to you too honey again. thank you thank you guys for asking me back I love being here and I thank you, you for coming doing. and everyone let's have a nice round of applause for Grace, Grace Towers. Towers thank you and we'll be back right after this short break from Prell the official shampoo of House of Pride Radio no um, <laughs> <laughs> it's before your time girl okay, just <laughs> well speaking of um, 
uh, uh, daughters. Oh, we yes. have your not your daughter per se, but no, I'm too I'm too young. You're for that. Too, but your sister, you maybe your sister. I have a few sisters, girl. Um, folks, there is a, another tease in the room. Yeah. What are we gonna go to break first? Or are we just gonna go straight to it? Well, I, we have a lot of guests to get oh, through. Girl. Come on in. It's all right. We have a special <laughs> song for. Well, go ahead. Who is it? Who are we bringing in? Girl, go ahead. <laughs> it's the one and only Amora Tease, and it's her birthday. Hello, everyone out there in the world. How are we doing today? What's going on, Amora? Well, I'm feeling great. It is my 26th birthday today. I am so excited to be here. And I feel the love and support from everyone here. Aww. Yes. Yeah, it's so nice <laughs> to see you out of drag, too. <laughs> I know. A lot of people don't get to see me out of drag, you know, in the drag community. Right. Right? Thank you, Grace. <laughs> All right, so you have a bunch of stuff going on, too. Oh, I have had a bunch of stuff going on. Um, just last month, uh, uh, I headlined the Oakland Pride stage with a couple of my other sisters, which was amazing, and we got to also um, be a part of Bye, honey, Left you. Magazine's issue um, for Oakland Pride, which was great. And you guys can go check that out over at liveleft.com. Yes, and then also um, have a couple <laughs> other things coming up. Like um, the regular Balancewall brand show and the mission this Sunday. We're also doing a tease takeover at the cafe on the 9th. Right. With I haven't seen anything about it online yet. Oh, no, but it will come <laughs> get soon, I promise out. you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm doing Drag Mondays in November with Malay and Katya, which I'm super excited about because I've never got to meet Katya before. Have Such you? a sweetheart. Such a sweetheart. So crazy. I know. How I can't wait. Guys, how did it all start with the tease family? Like, Oh, man. It started with drama, didn't it? No, girl. <laughs> That's what Tweeka wants, girl. Oh. Bring it on. Bring on no. the show. Well, you know, just little by little. No, I actually met her through a mutual friend. And since then, I've always, I mean, I grew up a performer, and I've always been performing all my life. And and then seeing the everyone doing the drag scene and, and all my friends getting involved. And I was like, why couldn't I do that? And Pearl came along, and she inspired me to do more and pushed me to the next level and now here I am with you guys. So yeah, come on, Queen. Yeah, <laughs> and you can sing good, girl. Thank you so much. Yeah, Amora's my little songbird. Amora sings live, and she's she's been doing that before since before she started drag, um, which she now can use in drag. Yeah, I've been singing like since I was a up. kid. Like, and then from there, developing into my own boy persona as Jericho Rose, and then using that into my drag as Amora Tease has been. Such a journey, but opened a lot of eyes in the community, and I'm, I'm so happy to share that, you know, part of my talent with everyone. Um, so what was your first, like, inspiration to actually, like, put your first foot in heels? I've been in heels before that. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no um, but to, what really inspired me, I think, was the performance aspect and getting out there and showing people what I could do. But you could do that without heels and hair and makeup. It's definitely was always a hard transition going from just doing my own regular thing into the drag scene because the drag scene is so exclusively drag. Mm -hmm. So it, as, it's, as it seemed from what I, you know, it was introduced to, but also the, you know, the luxury of all the makeup and all the glam and the glitz mm -hmm. and and the photos and everything and the character about it um, has just really inspired me to to take that to the next level and to to be that glamorous queen up on the stage 
just like my sister. All right. <laughs> You're not a rapist. Pearl does look glam. <laughs> Pearl's looking more glamorous every week I see her. Oh, girl, stop. <laughs> How are you, Pearl? Wonderful, girl. We have a call. Uh, who is that? I'm like, uh, I don't know, but we're going to get around okay. to those calls later. <laughs> so for you guys out there that are calling, do not call right now. Very rude. <laughs> if we you're even listening. We didn't even welcome you yet. How dare you? Um, but, um, they were ready. <laughs> well, I love the journey that you're on, and I love that, Pearl, that you're uh, facilitating like a family of your right. own. I love you, that. You know, mm-hmm. a few girls that just are closer to me than others, and, you know. Why not? <laughs> exactly. What about you, Tweeka? Um, you know, I'm busy. I'm probably not the the type that would be that focused to have my own fam. Actually, this is my family, House of Pride Radio. Mm-hmm. You know, I li- I like a big open family kind of thing. You have people coming in and out of here, Tweeka, all the time. <laughs> all right, we're not going to expand on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Cowgirl>. girl. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of um, inc- uh, family, let's bring uh, DJ Aki in the house here. DJ Aki, let's have a nice round of applause for you. Hey, he bro. is up and coming DJ. He's originally from Japan, and now he's doing his thing here in the Bay Area. Nice. Come on in. Sit. You can sit right next to Tweeka. <laughs> How are you? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and for for your for your friends in Tokyo, how would you say that in Japanese? Oh, uh, um, oh, what is eh, what do you say? <laughs> how do you know he even speaks Japanese? I he's from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> he was a DJ in in, in Tokyo, right? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I'm I'm a DJ forty years now. Forty years. Forty forty years. How old are you, bro? Uh, actually, I, I'm thirty-seven. Yeah. Uh, wait, what? 37. 37. Oh, okay, so four years. He looks 14, 27, though. 14, 14 years. Oh, 14 years. Yes. Yeah. Girl, I thought you said, said 40, 40 years. years. I was going to say 40? <laughs> so, no, ma'am. No, you look good. Uh, DJ Aki, how, do you, how would you say in, in Japanese, hi, my, you know, hi, I'm a DJ from Japan? Konnichiwa, DJ Aki desu. All right, I love it. <laughs> so things yeah. are happening for you. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing here in, in the uh, Bay okay. Area. Yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, I I started DJ in San Francisco uh, almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. So now I uh, return DJ um, Badland and Toronto, and I'm I'm regularly perform um, Badland, Sacramento, Splash San Jose, and mm-hmm. the cafe in Castro. The cafe and, in the Castro Pearl. Yes, and Shangri-La end up. The end oh, up, right. yeah, the end all up, all over. Yeah. So, what is it that brought you to San Francisco specifically? Um, was it the men? Uh, where? Hmm? <laughs> the <laughs> language <laughs> barrier. <laughs> she, no, girl, there's just no men out here. What are you talking about? What pearl? What? No men for pearl. Man. What, what man? You can't find a man. I've got girl. I've got men, but they don't live out here. Trust oh, me. I've got one out here. Pearl's got many. Men. Oh well, she has one here. Yeah, you're right. She's like, I have one in every. The town. family's in the house. <laughs> Careful now. Wherever I perform, there's one waiting for me somewhere. So why, why did you choose San Francisco? Oh, I don't know. Um, I yeah, I I used to live in New York one year. Uh-huh. So uh, when I when I live in New York, I visited to San Francisco twice. But I really love it, San Francisco, so I decided to move here. You like San Francisco more than New York? Yes, uh, maybe weather, people, 
The people? Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. <laughs> it's people. It's about to <laughs> Why? Yes. Yeah. Because because people. Because I like it, you know. Um, easy going and sometimes lazy and you know I I I I'm busy now, but I normally I don't like it so busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also I from Tokyo, so New York is very kind of like you know like Tokyo because big city. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I still I still have, I still like New York, but yeah, San Francisco is is better for me. And yeah. you think you think this is just gonna yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's ask him about the music you play as a DJ. Um, was it hard a challenge for you to understand the uh, the sensibility of American dance? Oh music? yes. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, year ago, yeah, I study American music a lot now, so I'm much better than um, and a year ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so different uh, Japan and American Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like about American dance music? What is it? What that moves you? Oh, American music. Yeah. Uh, Why you, you like it so much? I don't know. I since I was a child, mm-hmm. I really love Madonna my, when I was a child. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, so like yeah, I already ago. so gay. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So yeah, I really, I really wanted DJ in uh, USA since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. I I really like American music. You're living your dream, Akei. Yeah, always. Yeah, I always I do. Are you happy? I'm happy every day. <laughs> 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 All right, girls. So where can where can, is there a place where like our listeners can like find and listen to your music? Yeah, um, m- music. Um, you have a web page. I uh web page uh I have it. Uh, Mixcloud and Soundcloud. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, my, I'm uploading my music, uh, Mixcloud. What's the name it's under? Uh, okay, Mixcloud.com. Uh, Is it DJ uh, Aki? DJ, yeah, DJ Aki. That's A-K-I, folks, DJ Aki. Yeah, DJ Aki, yeah. You, yeah, you guys fi- can find me, um, DJ Aki. Well, just call you. Yeah. What's your number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or well, just call me. <laughs> Girl, don't give in to that bullshit. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Pearl oh, knows no. me all too well. Right. <laughs> so it was fabulous having you. What are you doing tonight? Oh, tonight, um, I'm spinning out the bad ones. Oh, he's at nine. Bad yes. And your friends uh, with Sean, DJ Sean Perry, one of our friends. Yes. Uh, Sean Perry, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Sean. Is he working now? No, no. Uh, <laughs> hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. <laughs> You're live on, on uh, live feed, Pearl. Say it, say it now, girl. What? Hi, Sean. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Well, where can our listeners find you on, on social media? Uh, social media? Um, Adam face, Adam. Facebook? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facebook. Facebook, yes. yeah. All right, girl. Plain and, plain and simple, girl. All right. 
And Amora, where can our listeners find you find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on Facebook if they search Amora Tees or on Instagram, Amora Tees. That's A-M-O-U-R-A-T's, T-E-E-S-E. Just like Pearl Tees. Mm-hmm. T-E-E-S-E. No porno, honey. No no porno. No. Hashtag House of Tees. Right. <laughs> oh, before we let you go, Keith, uh, what is one of your favorite songs right now? Right now. Um, right now. Ariana Grande, Into You. I like that one, too. Do yeah. you know that one, Pearl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you guys lip-synced to that, performed to that That's one? That's one of my favorite things to perform to. Into You? I don't into know you. how I got into Ariana Grande because I'm such a big Mariah fan. Yeah. But when you spend time around Ariana Grande fans, it yeah. just tends to, you know, rev off. Mm. Right, Pearl? I perform that number quite often. <laughs> <laughs> never at the show. Never at the same show. Never at the same show. All right. Well, anyway. What we're going to do now is actually play a local artist, B.B. Sweetbriar. Come on, yeah. B.B. Come on, B.B. She Bibi. has a new song out. It's released on Leo Frappier's label. It's Save Music, and it's called I Want You Back. Come on, I want Have you heard of that one yet, Aki? Of course. Oh, you have. <laughs> I have it, yeah. You have it. Yeah. Why are you surprised? I didn't know it went out to every DJ. Fabulous. All right, BB, you work it, girl. Here it is. I want you back. Thank you for coming on. Yes, girl. You're welcome. Thank you. I think it's been out for a minute, girl. B.B., you go work it. She wants it back. She wants her man back, Pearl. All right. Uh, live, 
on House of Pride Radio, all the way down south here of uh, San Diego Way, we San have Diego. the legendary DJ, producer, Billboard remixer, Dan DeLeon. How are you there, Dan? Hey, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Good, so what do you have going on out there, Dan? Oh, I got a bunch of things going on down here. I've got uh, a new um, event, series of events that we do down here in LA uh, after hours called Pump After Hours. We have our next one October 7th um, with uh, a Mexican DJ, Alex Lowe, who's very hot in Mexico and the world right now. Um, We've got a big San Diego Pride Festival that we do every year. Last year was our first year that we did a complete festival called Unite Music Festival. And um, I've got my record label, Pump Records. Um, uh, We're releasing a lot of great stuff. You can go on pumprecords.us to look at that stuff. And the DJ bookings and the remixes and all this stuff. My latest record on Pump Records called uh, The Girl from Ipanema, which is a... a, um, Oh, I live for that song. Sorry? I said I live for that song. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, right? Um, Deborah Cox did the vocals, and um, it's currently in the top 20 on the Billboard charts and rising. It's very exciting, very exciting. All right, now is your event, is it a weekly event, or...? Um, the after hours and the uh, and the other events that I do, no, they're like special occasions. So, you know, once a quarter, something like that. We don't do them every week. All right. Great. Yes. Dan, how many uh, number one top ten remixes have you had on Billboard? Um, I've had one number one. I've had um, I've had numerous like top five, top ten, top twenties. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, it's been many years that I've been doing the remixing and and producing records uh, since two thousand and six now, so ten years. That is so remix- amazing. Yeah, with yeah remixes and releases and stuff like that since two thousand and three DJing. Um, so it's it's been a while. I've been around the block a bit. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your record label. So I started it in 2012, and um, you know I'd worked with several other labels, and um, my first record was put out by Tucson Ceballos and Sierra Productions in 2006, and that was an amazing experience. But you know you work with a lot of other labels, and you you know it's it's difficult you know working with labels, especially small independent labels. Um, you know it's hard to keep track of the of, of, of the sales it's hard to keep track of the money and you start to find that maybe doing it yourself would be better so in 2012 I started a label called pump records um, working with Jamie J Sanchez who's amazing uh, helping me get my my label up and um, we started with a track uh, that we released in 2012 with um, that I produced with uh, Marco da Silva and with vocals by Nalaya who's a big uh, big star in Europe um, with Supermarché and a, a bunch of the big European brands. And, uh, you know, we had a good opening um, uh, to the label with that release. But over the last few years, we've ramped up uh, release volume and we've started getting interest in, uh, in the label from a lot of, you know, different producers from around the world. Lately, I've been focusing on, on kind of giving, um, giving producers in underrepresented markets a shot that uh, are producing really great material who you just don't, you don't really hear from a lot or just aren't really represented, you know, in the, uh, in the circuit community or in the gay community uh, on some of the more popular labels that we have to go to in our community. Um, so I've been looking and using a lot of producers from Mexico, 
Um, I've been working with people from Brazil and people from Europe as well, um, and of course people from home. But um, but I really think that there's a lot of untapped talent out there, and a lot of you know great young people doing great work who should be heard. And um, and uh, it's nice to have uh, that as a focus. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you're all you're based in San Diego. Is, is that right? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I live in San Diego now. Um, you know, I still say I'm based in LA. Um, you know, as a as sort of a branding thing. But yeah, I, I I live in San Diego. My events are both in San Diego and in Los Angeles. My residencies are are in LA, San Diego, San Francisco, um, for the most part. So. Um, yeah, California, Southern California, absolutely. But yeah, San Diego is my home. I do love it here. I wouldn't move for anything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you? I feel like you were in San Francisco recently. I was. I was there for Dory Alley, um, and that was great. Right? That that was July, mm -hmm. right? Late July. And um, I'm back for Martin Luther King. Maybe before, but definitely for Sanctuary. I'm okay. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that's right. And where did you say that's going to be held at? What venue? Um, Sanctuary, I believe, is usually at, at uh, uh, what is that space? No, no, no. I, you know what? I, I, I'm going to get my venues confused. Um, <laughs> but that Sanctuary, it's Gus Presents. Uh, you can look that up on, on the Gus Presents website. <clears throat> yes, Gus Presents. We love Gus and his whole crew. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's going to be a fierce event. Uh, yes. Does anyone have a question? Uh, Aki, we have a D, um, DJ Aki sitting here with me. He's originally from Tokyo. He's DJing all over uh, San Francisco right now. Um, uh, I'd like to introduce you two guys together. Yeah. Nice to meet you. My name is DJ Aki. Yeah, hi. <laughs> do you speak Japanese, Dan? Girl. Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> No, but um. <clears throat> I don't. I could. I can whip out my Google Translate. No, he speaks. Aki speaks she English. Google Translate. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I, sp I spoke English. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, it's it's great. You know, for me personally, as a you know DJ remixer, um, I usually DJ on on dinner boats so yeah, it's I'm like a different level i know pro i'm gonna get you a ticket girl but <laughs> but like so like dan for like people <clears throat> like you who do these big clubs and go all over the world and a key you're all over the place too i you know for people like us it's in, in, inspiring to hear your story and hear about you know what makes you tick like for you dan what is your driving wheel um you know you know i i think well i mean i have a very you know like uh, I have a very interesting way that I started, you know, like I, I began DJing because I was writing a film project and my, my friend who was teaching me how to DJ died and it was, it was, it was very dramatic and, and I started DJing kind of as a, to fulfill like a, I don't know, like a, like as a legacy thing. Like I felt like it's something I had to do. It was a spiritual thing. And then, you know, it all kind of started clicking very quickly. And then I really had to find my center with it. I mean, I, I don't think that, I really knew, you know, after, after I became successful somewhat, I kind of lost my way, you know, and um, it wasn't for several years when I kind of found my center with it again. And I'm, I'm very, very, very happy now to be able to say and feel that, you know, it's really about the music and about um, the connection with the audience for me. Um, 
you know, there's there's nothing like being able to um, feel like you're performing at, uh, you know, at a peak level of, of not only, you know, um, playing records, but uh, bringing your full creative um, potential to bear on the performance, whether it be with, um, you know, production and sampling and, you know, all kinds of things that you're doing uh, in the act of performance. And I, I feel like I'm at this point now where I'm there now and I'm realizing this sort of like greater creative potential within the live performances. And then, of course, you know, with production work and everything else as well and helping other people as much as I possibly can, which is something that really, um, it's really very fulfilling and um, it, uh, it really adds a lot uh, you know, of um, uh, it really adds to the to the to the richness of, of sort of the fulfillment of doing this uh, kind of thing. Um, you know, because once you after a few years, you know, of, of traveling from place to place and going from party to party and country to country and mega event to you know event, you know, and all this sort of thing, it gets you know, it, it's just it's just another big party, right? Like you know, I don't. You know, I'm not racing out next weekend to go to whatever it is the circuit parties that weekend. You know, I'm not thinking about uh, events in that way. You know, I don't think about doing drugs anymore. You know, like oh, let's drop pills. You know, let's do some Molly. I mean, you know, I understand it, and I'm connected to the audience in a way that only someone who <laughs> understands it uh, can understand it. But at the same time, it's not something that that doesn't none of that drives me anymore. It's really about the music it's about the you know the experience that the that the audience receives i want the audience to receive a peak experience i want them to receive um you know every single ounce of bang for their buck that they possibly can out of that ticket they purchased and that evening they planned and i want them to go home you know absolutely gagging every single night and saying this was the kind of experience that i wish i'd had every night that I go out. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what I think that they deserve. You know, you know, it's like, you know, I go out and, you know, it's, you know, I usually have more fun when I'm with a group of friends or, you know, I'm going out because I want to hang out with my buddies. Um, but, you know, if I do go out specifically to see uh, X, Y, or Z DJ specifically, um, I'm going to have a better time if that person is prepared and if that person is, um, you know, on point in terms of delivering the best performance that they can in that moment. And I mean, I can name several DJs, you know, DJ Abel or Tom Stefan or, you know, whatever. There's several names that I could list off the top of my head who I feel most often give me that experience when I see them live, Truce and Ceballos as well, of course, you know. Um, and, and I come away feeling better than I did before going to the party, not because I'm on any substance, but because I've been, you know, given a, a creative experience that was enlightening or energizing or in some way um, lifted me um, and, and gave me something that I didn't have before. And that's what I want to be able to give to other people. And I, and I feel like that's what it's really about. You know, it's not about the partying or this or the that or, you know, all this other stuff that we like to make it about. At the end of the day, when you have a really amazing experience at one of these parties, it's because you were given a, a, a real performance. You know, you were given something truly creative, something truly from the heart, something spiritual, something soulful, uh, you know, even if you don't, even if you don't see it that way in the moment, you know, as, oh, this is, you know, I, this is, this is like Mozart, you know, right now, you know, or something like that. But you, you unknowingly, you know, in your bones, you perceive those things and you come away with a sense of awe or wonder or whatever it is 
that really adds up to something special. And later you look back on it, you go, you know, that was really one of the most amazing moments of the year last year or whatever. And that is what matters to me. I feel like that giving people those experiences, those once in a lifetime moments, you know, that means a lot. It means a lot to me and it means a lot to those people who experience it. And um, that's that's what the game is about for me now. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, reaching that level with the audience every time. I feel like I'm listening to a, um, I'm in a master class listening to (laughs) (laughs) a master DJ talking about his craft. I appreciate that. You you know, I've I've been having, you know, I've had conversations like that with, uh, you know, with people who are my heroes, you know, years ago, and I didn't really understand what they were talking about, you know. It's like you understand it on some level and then you don't understand it on some other level. I feel like, when you get to the point where you truly are over it, um, in terms of over the over the the the, uh, the superficial elements of it, you know, over the coke and the whatever, you know, when you're really into it's it's it, it's either going to be about the music for you or it's time to do something else. When you reach that moment, um, you either move forward and it becomes about the real thing, um, and you start doing everything you possibly can because you're you're capable of it. Or you move on, you know, and I feel like, you know, people who are successful, very successful, and then they just disappear, um, they, they weren't in it for the right reasons, maybe, I don't know. Um, but if you're really in it for the love of what it is that we do every day, um, you know, whether you're on a dinner boat or you're on, you know, a, 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 you know, a stage with, you know, in front of 50,000 people, it really doesn't make a difference. If you deliver a, an ultimate experience in that moment for what that moment is or kiki. I mean I've had life altering experiences at a at a kiki at someone's house with 12 people right I mean I, you know were you sober that, you know yeah. I've seen incredible things you know just just a few of us hanging out and you know somebody amazing is on the turntables and you know amazing experiences uh, can happen anywhere with any number of people in any kind of uh, setting. Well, I'm sold. The Dan DeLeon <laughs> brand is <laughs> is coming to a town near you folks, <clears throat> and it's a show you don't want to miss. Uh, <laughs> he delivers. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I can tell that your your heart and soul is in the right place, and you know you you're an artist, and it's all good. It's amazing. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's go out of this um, conversation we're having with. Uh, your current hit that's on Billboard, the girl from I can't even pronounce it, Pearl. The girl from yeah, the girl from Ipanema. Ipanema. Yeah. Ipanema. It's a wonderful town. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> featuring Deborah Cox. Tell us just a little bit more about the 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 project. It, it's a whole bunch of people involved. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, so it, you know, a, co- a couple of years ago, Anna Paul and I started talking about this cover she had done with Yann uh, Lavoie from uh, Montreal. Uh, of Let's Dance with David Bowie. And uh, we did that, we released that. And she said, you know, I've got this other one that um, I did a few years ago. She did this like four years ago with Deborah, And um, they didn't really, you know, she had an eye on the Brazil Olympics, but she didn't really have a path to, to release it. They didn't really have a, a real plan in place. And I said, oh, this is amazing, you know, let's do this, you know? And we started putting it together about a year ago. And um, yeah, it's an incredible, incredible package. We've got, Tony Moran and Juanjo Martin and, uh, you know, uh, it's a laundry list of DJs on this package. I, I probably have 25 different DJs. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you've got to go to records.us and look at the whole thing. Shop.pubrecords.us will take you to the Vport page. We have volume one up now. 
Um, and Volume 2 is released um, October 11th. And Volume 3 will come out in November with remixes by Tracy Young and Oscar Velasquez, among, among other people. Um, so there, there's, yeah, there's, it's an amazing group of people working on the remixes. It's an amazing group of people. You know, Anna and Deborah are incredible. Um, and, you know, the work that they've done. I mean, Deborah Cox singing in Portuguese, okay? I mean, it's incredible. You know, well, it sounds so good. She sounds flawless. And uh, to hear the record is just, it, it's, it's, it like lifts you up just hearing it, you know? Well, we're going to listen to it right now, Dan. I actually just bought my version of Tony Moran's mix off of iTunes, okay. so it's available there too. Because somebody didn't send me any mixes. <laughs> oh, I'll, get, I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But um, hey, it's been great. This is our first conversation here on House of Pride Radio. Thank you so much for joining us up with myself and Pearl and our other guests today. Uh, we want you to come back. You think you're down with that? I would love to. Thank you so much. It's been so nice to talk with all of you. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later, Dan. All right, talk to you soon. Thank All right, bye, bye, Dan. We're going out with your song. Uh, here we go, awesome. Tony Moran. Okay. Listening to House of Pride Radio with DJ Tweeka Turner and Pearl This is the abbreviated version, Pearl. All right, y'all can get it online. So you can, you can. I'm gonna send my. If I get some dance remixes sent to me, I'll, I'll share them with you, DJ Aki. Oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> now we have a special guest on the phone. We do? Yes, we do, girl. Give it up for um, our girl, Dusty Moorhead. What's going on, Dusty? Hey, Pearl, how are you? Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yeah, girl, fabulous, girl, I'm fabulous. How so, are you doing out there? Sorry to keep you waiting a, a, just a little bit. That's fine, that's fine. We were actually just wrapping a photo shoot all the fall winter um, Dusty Moorhead promos. All right, come on, new promos. 2017, so it was it was pretty fabulous. I'm tired. 
Who'd you shoot with? Corey Banda. He is the drag photographer here in Boston. Oh, right. She's in Boston. I'm going to have to kind of a, take a little, a little flight out there. Teaser. There's a little teaser on Facebook. You can see some of the live feeds. But it came out really wonderful. He is so fabulous. I'm so excited. I have so many things coming up. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't um, even know where to begin, Pearl. Well, oh. do tell, girl. <laughs> okay. So on my list of things, I will be in San Francisco next week. Sick me. See y'all um, Friday, October seventh. You're gonna see me over at Cruise and Deluge show in Chamama's Drag at eight o'clock. Oh, is and this Dusty? Is this the? Are you coming back to Cruise and Show now? The last time you were there, remember it didn't. Something went down. It was a little nuts. Oh, oh what happened, girl? Spill the tea. <laughs> what happened? You tell me. Oh. Well, oh. I had heard that at, at midnight you were supposed to do like a kind of your own mini show, but it kind of got like bogarted by um, the youth of the mission or something. Yeah, it was weird. We ended up doing the show. It was kind of like a 30-minute set. Um, whoever was there and got to see it, um, congrats, because it was fabulous. We descended from the ceiling. Um, I had my 14-inch boots on, and we did a montage to Madonna's erotica, mm -hmm. and we called it Twat Erotica. Yes. <laughs> and how did that go over with the 18-year-olds? You know what? I couldn't even fucking see them, so the spot was in my face. Whatever. It was, I was asses in my face and twats and hands and titties and dicks, and um, it was really aggressive and fabulous and a wonderful piece of art, so I'm happy we did it. I live. So while you're out here next week, are you doing anything else besides the Cruise and Deleuze gig? Yeah, right after Balancois on Friday, I head over to the stud for something. Uh-huh. Um, and that is going to be a very interesting piece that I've been working on for many, many years, and I'm finally getting a chance to do it in the right venue. Um, it's part monologue, part song. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, come check it out okay. for sure. Right. And then the the day after, Saturday, October 8th, I'll be down in San Jose at Woo Woo's Circus for uh, my is debut a girl. as a circus clown. Well, she's hitting up the West Coast, girl. She, you know, she didn't come here to sit down. Right. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, Dusty, do you know Amora Tease? She's, she's in the, the, uh, the studio with us right now. I haven't met no, her I yet. Don't. Well, say hello to each other. Hi, Hi. darling. Hi, Dusty. Heard a lot about you. You and heard about me? All the time. What have you heard? <laughs> you know all the tea from the Queens girl. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Especially Tweeka. No, you didn't hear anything bad from me. No, never Tweeka, never Tweeka. <laughs> so this um, this mini tour is the Smell My Finger tour, and you can see that on my Facebook page, and you'll know why I've called it that. So that'll give you a chance to take a peek at it. <laughs> Did you ever get that damn copy of Left magazine that you were pining for? I um, I have copies of the um, interview that they did on me for the Pride edition, but not the um, sex book, which was the month prior. I don't know if anyone has one of those. I'd love to have one. Who's on the cover of that one? That was uh, Paul Young. Oh, the one. If anyone has the Left magazine, the issue with Poyo on the cover, give it up. Uh, Dusty needs it. <laughs> um, so, 
San Francisco is happening in October. Um, I got a lot of stuff in Boston going on in November. In December, I'm going to be out in Austin, Texas, um, at a couple different venues, um, doing a little mini tour out there. And I'll be in Montreal in November, and then New Hampshire in January. So I'm doing four states, eight cities in the next few months. Keep your eyes peeled. All right. Now, where can listeners follow you online and continue to keep up with you, with what you're doing, girl? Oh, I, I couldn't hear your problem. Sorry. I said, where can our listeners follow you online to continue uh, to keep up with what you're doing? You can follow me on Facebook. I actually have a Dusty Moorhead Maletti fan page and then my regular Dusty Moorhead Maletti page. Um, friend me, request me, send me a message. I'd love to chat and dish the dirt. <laughs> what did she say? Something I heard bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't say bitch. Oh. How's, how's your family getting on out there in, in Boston, honey? Everyone's wonderful. Um, it's just started getting cold. So it's in the 50s today. Uh-huh. Is your baby walking yet? She is. She is walking, my little one. She's 10 months old. How? What's her name? Her name's Violet. Aww. Yes. Pearl, any... You, any you knew you were going to um, talk about her on the radio. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty, you are so fabulous. I love it. Well, girl, you have to keep us posted. Are you just gonna? Are you gonna have any time to relax while you're out here? Uh, no. Oh. No, but um, I don't know. Message me. We'll have coffee. Yeah. Yes. Down, girl. Absolutely. Yeah, please do. I'd love to. Um, and then when I come out in April, um, April 2017, I'm coming out on a Wednesday so I can come in the studio and do your show with you guys. I, I think down. we're booked. No, oh, no, girl. No, girl. I would never throw shade at you. Yes, you come. Just did. What do you mean? You but that was—it's just a joke, though. I would—I never really. <laughs> I think we're booked. Well, I'll show up anyways. I know. She, she would. Yes. <laughs> no, that would be fabulous. Come, come early. Stay the host show. Co-host it with us. Make, make sure it's cruising. I'll push her off. All right, honey. Well, we actually have to wrap up our show here. Wow, what a busy, what a busy night, Pearl. Yes, girl. Yeah. Well, Dusty, it was so fabulous having you. We, I love calling into you guys. I love you guys. I listen all the time. And I always watch oh. your posts. And stay tuned for more Dusty Moorhead. I live. Thank yes, you. indeed. The journey is continuing here in San Francisco next week at Ain't Your Mama's Drag First. Right. So you guys give it up for Dusty Moorhead. Bye, honey. I'm going to dedicate this song to you, okay? Here goes. My anaconda don't, my anaconda don't, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. Boy, toy named Troy used to live in Detroit. Big soap selling money, he was getting some coins. Was the shootouts with the law, but he lived in a palace. Bought me Alexander McQueen. All right, I right, heard this song a thousand times. Okay, that was Anaconda. <laughs> well, what time is it, Pearl? Girl, it's time for my favorite part of the show. All right, what final is thoughts? Final thoughts. This our our. We'll, uh, we'll start on that. Part. Okay, so final thoughts is where we just go around the room and we talk about our final thoughts. I don't know how you would translate that in Japanese. Girl, <laughs> I can't. Go ahead, girl. DJ Aki, you start. What? Final thoughts. <laughs> final talk. Mm -hmm. um, talk, yes. Yeah. Same, same. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but I'm excited about you, Castle Fair, this Castle weekend. Castle yeah, 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 yeah. Where are you DJing? Oh, Bad Ones, uh, Sunday night. And yeah, Sunday night. What oh. time? Um, start nine to close. Oh, okay, yeah. folks, you go say hello. You can't even do a request. Uh, yeah, but yeah. You it's can wave. Yeah. Give him a little. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's gonna be fun, I think. Yeah. Over He's the Badlands <laughs> DJ booth. Oh, this Sunday at 9 p.m. to close, girl. Mm -hmm. All right, next is Amora Tease. It's a birthday girl. Ugh, it is my birthday, and I'm ready to go hit the bar. All right. You haven't yet? No, I ha well, I did get to have lunch with my mother, and that included a huge margarita and a nice big oh, shot of tequila. Yeah. All right. But, but we're not, we're like, we haven't got started yet. This is appetizer, you know. <laughs> final uh, thoughts, final plugs. Final thoughts, final plugs. How does it feel to be 23? Uh, girl. Um, let's see. No. <laughs> <Girl>. um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Pearl likes to accentuate, you know, Anyway, her. girl, final <laughs> thoughts and final plugs. What do you have going on tomorrow? Do you have Balance Squad this weekend? Yes, I have Balance Squad this weekend. It's the, of course, Ratchet Edition hosted by Camille Toe. Oh, that'll be fun. Always fun. 2565 Mission Street. Showtime is at 1230. You guys make your reservations at balancesquaresf.com. Wow, Pearl. You knew that. Going on. Yes, girl. She got it logged in. And then don't forget to come out for the Tea's Takeover on the 9th at the cafe with That's my... Sunday night. Sunday Poyo night. Show? Yes, Poyo at the Glamazon. At the Glamazon. Um, <laughs> right at the corner of Casho Market Street, Showtime. DJ is is like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like drag talk, girl. <laughs> Lost in drag. Uh, all right. Thank you for coming. This is your first visit. I yes, think. it is. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, come on back anytime you'd like. Always. Pearl Tease, it's been a pretty minute. Yes, girl. Uh, are you going to be flying the friendly skies? I actually won't be. Oh, uh, well, she hasn't good. spilled now that tea yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I am actually taking this weekend off. I, I was going to be booked at a couple of shows, but I'm taking this weekend off to get ready for the House of Teas takeover next week at Glamazon, October 9th, like we said earlier, um, which is at the cafe. I'll tell you more about that next week. But you guys, tune in every Wednesday at mutinyradio.fm to listen to House of Pride Radio with Tweeka Turner and your girl, Pearl Teas. Yes, thank you. Thanks, folks, so much for listening to us. We're going to wrap it up. We'll go out a little bit more of the girl from Implamina. Implamina. I can't even say now. Why well, say what? <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. I love you.
dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment where both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on MutinyRadio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Uh, yes, it's it's just coming together. It's Bug House Square. It's Tuesday. It's uh, six o'clock, and and don't you know that uh, I am here, live. That's right. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug House Square, um, I got some new records. Uh, don't really got a theme going on, uh, really, uh, or any kind of special thing. You know, because uh, every show is special, and every show I, I, I live it, and I and, and I try to deliver. The, the best possible uh, show that I can. And uh, why would tonight be any different? So it is Tuesday. It's Bug House Square. This is the uh, Mutiny Radio. This is the Mutiny Radio. And it's uh, 21st in Florida in the beautiful mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, we got um, a new thing, a segment we're going to do. Of course, we do Rise from the Basement, uh, Home Recordus. And that'll be... Uh, um, that should be interesting. <laughs> um, and we're starting a new thing. I'm doing uh, uh, single of the month, or it could be sooner than that. As soon as it's up to me dragging my ass over to original, originals vinyl, on uh, just uh, what is the address? It's uh, on 18th Street, 18th and like um, uh, Harrison right around there you see the sign but if you live in the city go to originals vinyl get your records there these guys are nice this is dominic and his brother have sung uh, i forgot his name already but we're going to do a thing where they're going to give me a single and then uh, i will play it and then exchange it for one for the the next time so and just keep it going i give them a little plug originals originals vinyl in san francisco so check them out they do mail order stuff too as well if you're listening from uh afar uh nice folk um, all right enough of this let's have more of this i rambled around from town to town i rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle was that 
vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man have you seen that vigilante man i've heard his name all over the
on now, folks. It's time for Don Pardo to deliver our special Illinois Enema Bandit type announcement. Take it away, Don. This is a true story about a famous criminal from right around Chicago. This is the story of Michael Kenyon, a man who is serving time at this very moment for the crime of armed robbery. It so happens that at the time of these robberies, Michael decided to give his female victims a little enema. Apparently, there was no law against that. But his name lives on. Michael Kenyon, the Illinois Enema Bandit. Looking for some rusty poet, that he 
under arrest And a judge would have him On special case Then the DA will order A secret test Stuff is 